Vito, here we are. It's Wednesday. You know what that means, You know brother. what that means. Yeah, yeah. Dynamite is over. Here we go. It is. Here we are. It is the Brandon Vito recapping the AEW Dynamite for June 1st, 2022. June. Man. It's already June, it? dude. We're halfway through this year. It's ridiculous. Man, all right. Now that we know it's June, let's move on. Let's do half let's do half Christmas on the show. <laughs> uh but yeah, man, here we are. Uh Vito TV, Pro Wrestling Planet. We're talking about AEW Dynamite like as we do. Vito, this show was awesome. It was it was great. I it think it was great. Dude, this this You're not gonna hear me say nothing bad about this. Spoilers. <laughs> I tell you what, man. As a whole, I was so impressed with this. This is really yeah. like one of the I, I enjoyed this show so much more than any yeah. like televised wrestling show I have in a long time. Me too. This is a really good show. Dude. All all over. <laughs> Uh, uh, top to bottom good show so we'll just say that right off the bat you know if you're yep. just uh if you listen to this sort of thing just to kind of pick and sift through what you may want to watch on you know watch back or whatever you gotta watch this whole thing because everything is awesome yeah. uh this was the california debut of AEW, yep. which is hard to believe man that they this is literally the first show they had in the state of california Hopefully, it gives me hope, though. Right? Hopefully that you means know, they're coming to Oregon soon, huh? West Coast. You know, get them back on the West Coast, you know? Uh, they got a couple Seattle wrestlers uh, in their company. Maybe at least come to Seattle. I'll make the trip. You make the trip? If Seattle's the only show they go to, if If Seattle was the, the closest, I, I, I would do it. At this point, yeah. I, am, I am not high on this company. Uh, and and yep. the stuff that they're doing, that uh, I would make the trip, but I don't think it's unfathomable to see a to see a Portland date. You know, no, uh, me neither. We did the uh, the NXT pay per view a couple years ago, right before the pandemic, and they yep. did they did the Moda Center, and uh, you know, of course they they tarped off the top hat like the top section. But there was a good 7,000 in the place, reportedly. And I got to think there's a lot of crossover with the audience, uh, at least from that era of NXT. Probably. Um, to, to now, you know, Adam Cole main evented the show. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's uh, I think they could do it. I think they could do yeah. decent. Uh, at least draw somewhere between five and 7,000. Maybe not even do the Moda. You could do uh, Memorial. And then you don't you don't need to have a huge building, you know what I mean? WWE yeah. never runs Memorial Coliseum. It sits there doing nothing um, most of the time. Pro wrestling in the Northwest is is big. We do it big up here. Absolutely. So. You know, uh, a storied a storied area, you know. But that's our beg and plead. Uh, AEW, please come to Oregon. Please come to the Pacific please, Northwest. Please. Uh, but yeah, listen this... to listen to Brian Danielson, Darby Allen, and Aubrey Edwards. See, there you go. They have built-in draws from the area there already. I like yep. it. Um, this starts with Punk and FTR out. Punk is so happy he's the champion. He does a stage dive off the ramp, throws uh, the title down first. Yeah, of course. You know, you can't have anyone running out with the belt. Yeah. Or anything. Uh, then we get acclaimed and Gun Club come out. Uh, Caster's rap was awesome. He drops a sick line yeah. uh, about making them pay like Amber Heard. Yeah. Uh, which was. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was awesome. Oh, man. And this ass boys like, thing uh, is over, bro. What do you think? I like this. Uh, the, the ass boys. I remember when it first started. It started on the Jericho cruise. Uh, uh, Danhausen started it on the Jericho cruise. Is he um, is he responsible for the whole thing? 
Yes. He okay. started the Ass Boys. All right. Because it's uh, Mr. Ass. Right, right. You know, he thinks that's Billy Gunn's last name. Right. So they're <laughs> the Ass Boys, yes. So they're the Ass I've Boys, I've seen the yes. vlogs, so, uh, but I didn't know that he's he's the one that, like, actually started it. I thought he was yeah, maybe no, continuing he's, it. He's Ass Boys. Okay. Uh, but I like the thing they do where they, uh, like, say the wrong cities, you know, and remember their name, the Scissor Crew. Don't right. forget that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sacramento, San Diego, and then uh, the injured. Uh, I always forget his name. What's his name? Max Caster and. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. The other guy. The other guy. Uh, the guy that, yeah. The less better the injured rapper. One. Yeah. But uh, he says it right. You know, even though they're heels, kind of, he's still kind of face-ish. It's kind of weird. It's an interesting dynamic. Uh, they're yeah. they're over, but people like to hate on the ass boys. Um, and what's funny is the the ass boys are like, oh, don't call us that. We hate that name. But their dad is wearing a shirt that says ass boys on it. See? <laughs> right. And yeah, just like in the vlogs, you know, he just he he would just think that it was hilarious, you know, and just like yeah. didn't really didn't really let it bother him. He thinks, you know, he gets a kick out of it or whatever. And yeah, uh, no, yeah. Very interesting dynamic between those four. So we get, uh, we get this six man tag. Uh, this was awesome. You know, good way to start off the show. Um, FTR, they're full on baby faces now. Uh, just yeah. in case you're, you know, not keeping score at home, uh, then teaming <laughs> with Punk here solidifies that. Uh, Cash works both of the ass boys first. Uh, then he makes a tag to Punk, uh, who then starts working with Caster. Then Dax gets tagged in. Then Austin Gunn back in, who tags Colton back in <laughs> to work over Dax. Now, Colton has a really nice drop kick. Did you see his drop kick? It's pretty smooth. It's it's and, and it's a it's, it gets pretty high too. And he does that every match. It's like one of his spots, if you will. Uh that kid's got a future. I like Colton way better than Austin. Even I, though Austin's a good rapper. They both work hard, you know. Um and the gimmick is getting there and it's getting yeah. over. The the crowd was, you know, chanting ass boys throughout the uh, it, it's funny that you mentioned to me, Vito, in our in our messaging uh, earlier about not wanting to drop uh, language on the vlog, and I was going to text you and be like, well, I'm going to have to say ass boys like 15, 20 times, <laughs> yeah. so like, I guess it just yeah, really it was, doesn't matter. It was that other word I was using. <laughs> right. <laughs> Out of my pure anger, which we'll hear in just a couple minutes, very momentarily. This, Get that bleep button ready. <laughs> they do a bunch of quick tags, basically. You know, Gun Club puts in some double team work. They go to commercial. Uh, Caster gets tagged back in. And uh, then Punk gets gets the hot tag. It's a very interesting hot tag. They didn't really drag it out. too. Much. It was weird because I think they wanted to go to it a lot sooner. But they had to wait for the commercial break to come back. And then, like, I by the, missed that, I guess. Yeah. No, it was weird because, like, by the time the commercial, you know, by the time they came back from commercial, it was like the momentum had, like, stalled quite a bit uh, in the build up. But, you know, it was fine. You know, stuff happens. It's live TV. Uh, Punk gets that hot tag. He almost falls on his face because he trips on that. the rope jumping in. I uh, saw that. And so, you know, uh, we're lucky he didn't break his neck. Uh, Punk and Cash clean house. Punk back body drops uh, Cash over the rope uh, to attack a couple of the guys on the outside. Punk tags Dax in. Uh, he hits the GTS on Austin Gunn, who falls right into the big swig. Is that what it's called? The big, the big rig. The big rig. Okay, not the big swig. The big rig. It's uh, for Brody. They named it after Brody. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Well, pardon my ignorance on that one. Uh, and Dax makes the pin. Cool finish. Great match. 
yeah uh, punk and um, ftr pose with all the belts what'd you think of this one v did you see when billy gunn got on the apron and i think it was punk who tried power bombing one of the boys into him right he got and involved he a couple short. times i browsed over that but yeah he dropped short of the power bomb on the rope. He might have hit the bottom rope, maybe, and Billy Gunn took the <laughs> took the fall <laughs> off the rope anyway. I was like, oh, you're so sweet still trying to do something like that. Good job, Billy. Right? Yeah, he's it out there taking a, bumps. Yeah, it was such a sad spot that I was like, why'd you even try to bump? It was ridiculous. Um. And did you see uh, Caster Caster put the leg up like he was going to put a sharpshooter on uh, Dax? Yes, they did a tease <laughs> of the sharpshooter as well. And, and Punk's eyes were about to blow up out of his head. <laughs> and I was like, oh, the only thing that came up with on me, I was like, Punk's, when his eyes open like that, I was like, oh, no, another shitty sharpshooter. Right. Please don't. <laughs> But then, on yeah. the other hand, if he would have been the other, if if he would have been the only guy that actually pulled it off all week, oh yeah, uh, you know that would have been something huh. else as well. Yeah, that would have been something. But uh, no, this is then, awesome. Uh, yeah, after the finish, uh, I do want to say something uh, quick and weird happened before the, you know, the angering thing happened for me. Uh, when Dax was on the microphone. Um, he said something about Finley. Did you catch that? Um, he said Finley. Really? Yeah. I I assume he's talking about David Finley. But as a tag team, his old partner was uh, uh, Juice Robinson, but now he's part of Bullet Club. Hmm. So Finjuice isn't a tag team anymore, I think. I don't think David Finley joined Bullet Club. But for some reason I heard Dax say the word Finley. So well, I don't know. I just want to throw that out there. Now you can At some point they announced Finley versus Page for next week, I believe. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that was uh that so, was I towards know. the end. I thought that would... they announced a lot of matches. For next week, we've got a loaded rampage and a, yeah, a loaded. Dynamite. I didn't write all those down, but they started rattling them off throughout the night. Yeah, but after Dax, go ahead say say what happened. Well, they they did they do a promo FTR, uh, you know, and I didn't like you. I didn't really catch what they said because my kids were talking, um, and I was just and then and then all of a sudden Punk had the mic, and then we get Tanahashi. So we were both wrong, Vito. No. Punk. Punk yells. <coughs> he yells, ah, I know you're back there, Forbidden Door. He's, that's what he says. He says, I know you're back there, Forbidden Door. Okay. He says, <coughs> excuse me. He says, uh, what's he say? Show me who I got or something like that. I think he was expecting someone to show up on the like a picture of someone to show up on the screen or something. Right. I was like, oh, yes. You know what I'm thinking? I was like, Kenta is coming. Kenta, here he comes. <sighs> they do your boys Vito dirty. They do him dirty. Like you said, we got Tanahashi, not Kenta. Well. What, what are they going to do, Brandon? How are they going to swerve it? How are they going to put Kenta in there over Tanahashi? I don't know, man. You know, it's kind of one of those things where I don't really watch a whole lot of New Japan, but I get the impression that Kinta's kind of like mid-card there at best. So, you oh, know what I mean? You're right. So, so that's kind of that's kind of the problem with having that match. So we can't have mid-card wrestle the champ? Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, that's just, that's just not the hierarchy of how they do things. I mean, I would... I mean... We, it would be a great match, and I can't remember who I had Punk or anyone against right off the top of my head. I know I well, had... I went and looked up my notes, and if you See, were you watching our, our video or listening to uh, our podcast of uh, Forbidden Door um, 
the Forbidden Door pre uh, prediction. Yeah, armchair predictioning, fantasy yeah. booking. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, fantasy booking of Forbidden Door. Right. I had Tanahashi going against Andrade. So Ooh. now Andrade doesn't have a match. Thanks a lot, Punk. So Kenta was right there too. Do you think that? I mean, so Punk goes against Tanahashi. It's going to be amazing. Right off the bat, let me just say that. It's going to be amazing. It'll be great, but do you think this is the only main event, or do you think we get, like, Okada against somebody as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, Okada's going to be someone. Or is that going to be it? I mean, is that it? Is it just... Uh, I, I mean, that can't be it, right? I mean, you also got to no. have... No, Okada's going to get someone big. Yes. Yeah, Okada's going to get someone really good. I don't know who... So apparently that's the plan is to have yep. uh not a not a champion versus champion but have each champion which you uh, you said originally that that'd probably be a bad idea having champ versus champ. It would have been interesting but you know yeah then there's a lot of political BS yeah. that they got to deal with and this way just each you know each side can keep their belts and you know whatever uh, there's no kind of political bad blood or anything like that. But yeah, um, yeah. so we get that. Uh, now, Vito, bro, MJF out for a promo. You know, they advertised that he was going to do this promo uh, during the first match. And I was like, okay, well, that's interesting because we're here. I was you, surprised. Right. We're hearing all these, you know, if you read the, the sheets and everything, it says, you know, it said that he was going to be taking time off and this and that and the other thing. Plus, I guess we just didn't really expect, um, at least I didn't, that he would even be on this show. And um, I didn't really write down what he said because I just sat there in awe. Me too. You know what I mean? Um, I did have a couple questions for you, though. Okay. And a, and a, a lengthy statement. <laughs> Go for it, my man. So, uh, uh, so we said a lot of stuff, right? And it was all really intense. He basically was trying to, you know, get fired at the end. Uh, basically, he's just talking shit to the boss, you know? Don't get paid enough. Pretty much everything the internet says. What it all boils down to, Brandon, I got to ask you. Shoot or work? It's a work shoot. Yep. This is this is your classic work shoot. Yeah. Um, they're, they're definitely taking this and using it, which is a smart idea. Yeah, it can't be a hundred percent shoot, or he wouldn't have a mic in the ring with a camera on him. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, he was out there for a long time. He was out there for so long with uh, some dramatic pauses that I was waiting for a new Japan guy to come down. Right. I there was like, go. I was like, I was starting to run through my head. I was like, who who can wrestle him? Yano? Uh, who can wrestle him? I was like, Yano is the one that kept running through my mind. I don't even know. If he was my uh, predicted guy. I just wanted to see Yano come down there and kick the shit out of him. Right, somebody. <laughs> but no, it's uh, it was brilliant. And and like I had like I had mentioned to you earlier, you know, before we got on, this was really the impression that I got after it was over was like, this was really like the pipe bomb on steroids. If you yeah. look at this, this is like, and, uh, you know, this was literally, I think it outdoes that promo and yeah. we'll have to see like kind of how the, the crowd, the crowd was turning. It was, it. he had him kind of confused, but teetering. I mean, they were cheering and going back and forth, but I have a, I have a problem with something that he said. What's that? He he said that he's wrestled so much and carried this company on his back and blah 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 blah. Okay, I I did some research 
for for tonight's uh, conversation, if oh you will. Oh my god! All right, lay it on me. So when you when he says carry the the company on his back, the company's been around for three years, right? Right. So would you take his twenty twenty two record to prove that fact, or his career record? Well, what's the difference? What do you think? Well, well, he's only had he's only had five matches in 2022, right? As opposed to Eddie Kingston, who's had seven, Darby, who's had 13, Dante Martin, who's had 21, uh, Hangman Page has had 10, Wardlow's had 14. <laughs> he doesn't even he just had first match for the company last night or tonight, right. and he's already had 14 this year. <laughs> Uh, Scorpio's had 12, Sammy's had 13, and Starks has had 13. So pretty All lightweight. just this year. Yeah. So his now, matches have been bigger matches. They've used them less, really. Yeah, sure. That's what I'm saying. But his career are, is way smaller than all those guys, too. Really? Amount of matches. Oh. Now you can say carried it on on his back by you know like you just said big matches, but as far as amount of matches, he doesn't even touch all those guys: Eddie, Darby, Dante, Hangman, Wardlow, Scorpio, Sammy, and Starks, and many more. Those are just the ones I chose to pick. You know, I really like so, that you brought up that point, and that that really makes me think as well. And this thought just came into my mind. And I'll I'll play off of you on this as well. That yeah, that was maybe kind of a flub, and maybe he should have directed the promo more or less about, you know, his speaking ability. Of course, you know you have to kind of talk about you know in ring stuff a little bit, but it, I think it would have been more, um, maybe more impactful if he talked about what he really brings to the table and why people really want to see him for the most part, is because of what he's going to say. Yeah. Um, I mean, for the, example, the work right is here. fine, but, but I'll it's the promos. Two of these. Okay, hold on. I'm seeing a pattern here. His, his losses are only, he's 31 and 12 in, in his career in the last th- three years, okay? Now, of all those guys I mentioned, he's got, Oh, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight guys that I just told you the numbers for for right. this year's, right? Uh-huh. So he's got less losses than uh, all those guys except for one, um, two, and... Two. Okay, two of those guys have less losses, but both of them, all those guys on there, on that list, have more wins than him. The only one who has more wins and less losses are Starks and, surprise, surprise, Wardlow. Huh. Ricky Starks is 47 and 11, and Wardlow is 51 and 8. Hmm. Well, 52 and 8 now. Well, we appreciate that deep dive into the stats there, Vito. You know, we don't get that sort of thing every week on this on this podcast and on this uh, video here. So, no, yeah, I mean, my, the, no problem. The, my the, pleasure. The numbers don't lie. Um, the numbers don't lie. I, and actually, that's what I like about AEW, that they keep track of their stats and uh, they have that ranking system. I and, like it. You know, went. Wins and losses matter. So that's what I like. They do matter. I can actually go look that up. And they keep track, and it's like, you know, it's actually a a real thing, not like the uh, Goldberg, you know, streak that would get inflated by, like, 12 in a week's time. You know what I mean? It's like, what did he, you know what I mean? No, every guy he beat, like, if he beats, you know, four guys in a row, that's, you know, that's part of the streak. The four-on-one match so, that counts on that counts as four guys. So we went from an exciting promo to an exciting return. Tell them all about it. What do we get? 
What do we get? We got Miro, baby. What, what? That's right. Johnny Lee Redeemer. Miro. Uh, he, you know, they. It was weird because they they show him they show this like backstage promo where he's like talking about God and all this stuff. And yeah, then it's weird. And then the announcers kind of act like, oh, well, Miro's gonna be a problem for some people down the road. And then like here he, <laughs> it was almost like they didn't know that he was actually coming out. It was just weird. But yeah, he yeah, I didn't makes know if he was coming out either. I was right. like. I was like, is this like a vignette for next month? And all of a sudden it's like, oh no, he is coming out right now. Okay. That was really interesting. Um, yeah. At first I thought, I'm like, why are they putting this vignette in the middle of this, these entrances? Are they trying to be like raw now with the, all these like pointless, like video packages in between the entrances and we're going to make, yeah. we're going to make the person wait in the ring for 20 minutes. While we do video packages and commercials before the match even starts. Nope. We didn't get that. Uh, this was a nice quick little number. Vito, take us through this. I didn't really take much down. What what caught your um, eye about this match? Uh, I know there was one thing that the Johnny Elite did. He did like an off the top rope. Oh no. He did did something. I think it was off top rope, but Miro moved. And then as he was landing on his feet, he ended up like, I think he stepped on Miro. And then like Miro just rolled on through it and then went and grabbed him. Like it was, oh, nothing. I saw that. I was like, I was like, did he actually step up? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he squashed right on his leg, like on his thigh, I think. Right. So it looked like a botch, but he like rolled out of it. Yeah. And yeah, it just went on, went on through. Yeah. It was a good match. It was not a squash match, but it was it was a good match, I it, thought. It was short, but they still did kind of a 50-50 deal. Um, yeah. Johnny looked good, but Miro gets the win with the whatever he Super calls it painful now. looking submission. Game over. The accolade. No, that's that's not what he calls it anymore, right? Game over. Game over. It's called game over. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's uh it's that uh it's when he bends back, man. And he falls back with it. It's the it's the camel clutch on Royce. So painful. Yeah. Uh so no, I'm excited for what they're gonna do with Miro. They they really need to just put him into the into the upper tier. Uh, He's coming back for that TNT title. As soon as possible. Oh, I hope they don't stick him in TNT. I mean, maybe maybe he would bring back some uh <coughs> some legitimacy to that division, you know, cause that's been a lot of people's complaints that I've seen um, feedback in general. I don't, like, have a, I don't have a complaint with the TNT title. I like it just, you know, hovering where it's at. I don't think that uh, like the change in back and forth between Scorpio and Sammy is a bad thing. The, I, the matches were great. Uh, I mean, it's wrapped up now, it wrapped up kind of, you know, and, but I think it's fine because I don't really. I don't see TNT as a mid card, not like the twenty four seven title. Oh, it's 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 yeah, it's much it's much more prestigious than that. Um, I think it's more prestigious than the Intercontinental and US title too. I mean, at this point, it would be hard to like make an argument. I guess we could debate that, but it's really it's kind of like it's kind of like an apples and oranges thing. You know, when you compare across the companies at this point, I mean, yeah. Most of that, I mean, it's how they're treated and represented, honestly. Oh, for sure. Who's who's the Intercontinental Champion right now? Uh, I want to say it's Ricochet, but I don't know that for certain. It's on SmackDown, and I don't really catch SmackDown that I often. I thought that was the U.S. title. The U.S. title's on Raw now, and that's Austin Theories department kind of oh. sucks he's okay you know but i'm not i'm not super high on him uh i guess they're doing okay things with that one anyway moving but, on but yeah no uh intercontinental right now ricochet's feuding with uh walter and that's good shit yeah but you know it's it, cool it comes and goes uh 
But anyway, uh, yeah. We don't hate WWE on this uh, on this YouTube or podcast. This is just, not no. Just politely, yeah. politely uh, comparing titles. No, no, no. I mean, no, it's fine. We, you know, yeah, there, yeah. There, there just want to clear that up for the watchers and listeners. There are things that drive me nuts about WWE, but I love both companies. There are things I love about both of them. I'm higher on AEW currently. Oh, yes. Like like a lot of us are out there in, in the IWC world, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it is what it is. Um, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, speaking of WWE and sports entertainment. <laughs> Your guys. We recap Anarchy in the Arena, and uh, we got the Jass out, brother. The Jass. The Jazz. Which you are a proud member of, right? Absolutely. I'm on board with this. Um, They do a promo. Uh, The guy... Hold on on a second. I just got to point something out. What? In the beginning, uh, you were worried... Oh, let me fix my camera here. There we go. You were worried about Jericho and his music as a heel. But I think that he has found a way to use it as a heel. He, I like it. Like tonight, he shut it off before right. it even got to the sing-along part. Before the is, chorus. Yep. Which was perfect. Shut it off. Yep. Yep. He found a way to use it. Exactly. Yep. Um, that way he could still use the music, but still be a heel about it. I think it's brilliant. Jericho yep. always finds a way to figure shit out, dude. He always figures it out. That is one thing yep. you can count on with Chris Jericho is that he will you figure it out, it out and make it entertaining and make it make sense. Uh, I love that man. And uh, no, what's his name in the in the jazz? Not uh, not Menard, but the other guy gets the mic uh, and he does uh, the AEW Galaxy thing and he says appreciate us. Uh, with a wink. So once again, uh, you know, a little nod to the big E and uh, the big dog. <laughs> big E and the big dog. The big dog, if you will. I thought that that was a brilliant line. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we get, uh, they're going to keep this feud going uh, with the BCC and Kingston. Eddie and Regal come out. Uh, Eddie has Regal do the honors to challenge them to blood and guts. Jericho refuses, uh, says Kingston belongs in a cage, not them. And uh, then Ortiz sneaks in and attacks Jericho, cuts off a lock of his hair. And, uh, you know, JS had went to go chase off Kingston, and this allowed this to happen. So they come back to make the save. And then Jericho gets on the mic Accepts the challenge for blood and guts only if Ortiz accepts his challenge for a hair versus hair match. Now, let me think about this for a minute. <laughs> Who do you see losing that match? Because oh, it's got to be Ortiz. Ortiz's hair is like a style. Like, uh, he, he styles his hair in like little tiny braids and he always does it. Sometimes it's in a big Afro. It's like part of his character almost. Now on Jericho's hands, he's a front man of a rock band. You can't have a bald front man of a rock band. Are you kidding me? He's rocked so the like, short hair before, but. Oh, you're right. He has. Yeah. But he's, you know. He's going. He's he's thinning a little bit up there. Yeah. Okay. I forgot all about that. No dis. No, okay. I know all about that myself, man. And uh, he's he's thinning a little bit. That's why I don't see him cutting it right now. Uh. Or teasing his awesome hairs, losing it. Huh? Plus, they gotta. He's got to get a little bit more heat going into this match. Yeah. Hit, oh, and he's also gonna burn him because wizards burn. Right. I love it how you know 
Kingston is a psycho for bringing out the gas and trying to light him on fire, but you know he's in complete denial about how he's burnt people. That's another little great uh, layer to that character and just what Jericho is I'm, doing. He's a I'm a wizard, and wizards burn. I'm like wizards burn, dude. Uh, you learn something new every day. Wizards burn, and it's actually part of his name graphic now when it comes out he's yeah. the wizard, the wizard. Jericho. it's it's yep. actually on there so it's official um, oh did you hear what becky lynch said yes we talked we talked about becky lynch a lot on our AEW podcast she, she just she, she wants us to talk about her i guess from from doing this stuff i was actually watching raw the other night when she made those comments and um and I heard her say the wizard thing, and I was like, really, Becky? You're going to copy Jericho? And then she changed it to the magician thing, and I was like, oh, okay. And I really wondered if she got fed that line or if it yeah, was something she came so. up with on her own. And then she was like, I'm That's just going to switch it. Yeah. She kind of she kind of came out with that in the tweet. She said, I liked that line better. So that was kind of insinuating that she had been fed the wizard line, but yeah, uh, yeah, pretty interesting stuff. Um, we get a backstage segment with the Jay Lethal stable taking out Samoa Joe with a chair. Uh, we'll wrap it his arm in the chair and then like throwing him into some shit backstage. So sell on the shoulder, right? Hurt, further hurting that shoulder of Joe, so uh, we're going to continue on with that. And then uh, we got the uh, what was it, 10-man tag? Uh, yep. Matt, Darby, Jungle Boy, and Lucha, Christian uh, against Bucks, Red Dragon, and Haiku Leo? Hikaleo. 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 Yeah. Vito, take us through this. Uh, what, uh, you know, I was kind of in and out on this match, but it seemed like it was just fine. Uh, it was nice. I actually, it was really awesome. Uh, I liked that uh, there was a tag between uh, Christian and uh, Matt Hardy, not Darby Hardy, but Matt Hardy. <laughs> uh, there was a like a TLC callback kind of, you know, TLC callback moment tag, and then they discuss it if they, you know. You know, you tag me, we're cool, you know. We right. know each other from the past. Cool, let's talk for a second. Fans, check. yay. Right. Man, the commentators commented, TLC, da da, da. It was, <laughs> It was an interesting, not awkward. Could have been awkward if something happened. But it was cool for us, the uh, nostalgia guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Jungle Boy hit this awesome Huracurana from the top rope to the outside. Great. Beautiful. Um, it was really just action all over the place. Great action. Spots were hit. You know, every guy hit their spot. I don't think anyone did not hit their spot. <laughs> um, but it was great. Great finish. Bucks in with the Meltzer driver on uh, Jungle and Boy, right? And Red Low uh, and uh, Red Dragon hit the high low too at the same time. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a simultaneous, yeah. yeah, type finish. Bucks get the big win in their hometown. Yep, the Cucamonga Kids, as Jim Cornette calls them, <laughs> from Rancho Cucamongo. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, this was you know definitely, and I'm surprised that there was no. Uh, real like follow up kind of thingy here. I imagine we'll get the angle, like their forbidden door angle, within the next couple weeks. But so uh, our AEW podcast uh, slash YouTube show would not be the same <laughs> if we didn't discuss Jeff Hardy. Well, who was who was, was gone from this match? Because he was injured, and that's how we got Darby Hardy. Right. Uh, just like Cole was not in this match, which is how we got Hikaleo. So, right. Jeff was out. 
wonder if that has anything to do with how he's been so oldish. Well, yeah, then you know, they even came out and said that on commentary that he needed to heal up, you know, injuries from the match or whatever. It was just kind of how they sold it. They still had him there. From matches three three weeks ago. <laughs> you know, it's a tough scene. It's a tough scene yeah. with your brother Nero. You know. Yeah. Which is funny because like literally like uh my daughter, like that's that's her association with the Hardys, you know, cause like she doesn't have that broken. Right. She doesn't have that pre yeah. like, you know, our generation, like grew up on Team the Hardy. Extreme. Right. Her yeah. first exposure to them was that. So every time she sees Jeff and brother Nero, you know, and I'm like, Oh, I forgot about that. Like, I don't even really think about that hardly, but uh, pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, we get a backstage swerve in his glory promo. Weird. Uh, he introduces a bunch of like music industry, industry friends that he has. Didn't really Weird. catch who they were. And they started talking about like Shaq and Kobe. And I was like, neither of those guys are Shaq and Kobe. Like, I'm like, I was really confused about what he was talking about. They were associated with them somehow or I, I don't I, even know. I don't know. Um, I tuned out. I just my note for that is Swerve announced a lot of people. <laughs> I will say <laughs> uh I listened to Swerve on Jericho's podcast. I think it's the might have been the latest episode. Go check that out. It's a good listen. Yeah. He talked about how he's like a rapper and stuff and his his exit from from WWE and that whole thing. It was a pretty pretty interesting story he really kind of got the shaft oh yeah you know everyone pretended they liked him basically and you know when it was all yeah, and, uh, the, the whole team got shafted the whole uh yeah hit row hit row yeah they yeah. all got shafted pretty much one at a time yeah just yeah. weird just weird how they do things like that yeah. but uh, yeah, so that's, you know, go go check that out if you get a chance. Uh, then we get Athena to the stage for a Shivani promo. Uh, she says she's going to be the one to break Jade's streak. She gets interrupted by Jade and her crew, uh, including uh, Hathaway, who does and some not talking. not including Smart Mark Sterling. Sterling was not there. We'd see him later, though, uh, which was interesting. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to that, of course. But uh, Hathaway is announced as his publicist, or Jade's publicist, is what Excalibur uh, describes him as. Uh, Anna Jay and Statlander come out to even the odds, and they do a standoff. Gets broken up. So we're gonna get that six chick tag probably, and that'll lead into Athena. Uh, it's called Jade. trios, Brandon. At some point, trios, my trios bad. match, trios, chios, you know, chios, uh, it's a chios match. I like that. Cheetos uh, match. So, what I've gathered out of that is when Jade handed him the microphone and said, "This is the best speaker." Right. So, publicist equals speaker manager. So that's what a publicist is, a mouthpiece. So there it is. Hathaway's her mouthpiece. Just uh, There it is. Jade can't talk anymore, so Hathaway's there to talk for her. What's his name, Malcolm Piven? Is that his yeah. name? Well, his old, yeah, his old gimmick, Malcolm Blevins, now back to Blevins. Stokely. Back to Stokely Hathaway. Stokely Hathaway, and uh, just such such wordy names. <laughs> His name couldn't have been like, you know, Steve, Steve Earl or something. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, so this will keep going. Then we got uh, Wardlow out. 
he walks to the stage and then they finally kick on his entrance music. He got full on Goldberg. They watched the camera got him all the way from the backstage, almost from the parking lot. I thought it was a nice touch. It was. Uh, he's definitely going to be the next Goldberg. Uh, like I said, his record is 51 and 8 in his career. That's pretty, I mean, it's not 51 and 0, but 51 and 8 is pretty good. He uh, he, squ- he completely squashes J.D. Drake. J.D. Drake should get like the um, like the jobber of the year award at this point, basically. Yeah. He's carrying on the tradition of Barry Horowitz. Yeah. Uh, and many, the Brooklyn Brawler, all the great jobbers of all time. <clears throat> yeah. That's, that's what he does. Two power bombs and a foot cover. Yeah. And, you know. No problem at all, of course. And then, like we mentioned, um, uh, Sterling comes out. Uh, Actually, Shivani goes to try to interview Wardlow. He gets interrupted by Sterling. Says that him and the Security Guards Union of America, or whatever he Uh, referred to as. I went back and... You got the official name? So I can write it down. Yes. American Arena Security professionals american arena security professionals yep and it's official baby a-s-p okay. <laughs> i'm glad uh i'm glad you got the exact acronym Vito, because uh yeah no that so yeah he he has a, a staff guy serve wardlow the papers and uh says he's suing his ass it'll see him in court did he catch Wardlow when the security guy got in the ring? He grabbed the microphone from the Shivani and said, this guy doesn't watch the product. Yes. Put the microphone down. I heard him say that, but it, was he talking about the, the security guard? Yeah, he was talking about the security guard getting in the ring. Oh, okay. He looked at the audience. Oh, He's like, sense. this guy doesn't watch the product. Yeah. This guy doesn't oh, know shit. what he's in for. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's about to happen. Oh man, I pop for that. Yeah, that's funny. And ultimately, that's what happens. The yeah, yeah. he gets power yeah. bombed. Yeah, and uh, so we're gonna keep this going with him and Sterling. Uh, even though it's kind of brilliant, you know, they ease out MJF out of this into something else, in which we didn't really. We kind of, you know, we. We talked a lot about it, but I didn't get the chance to ask you, ask you coming back, um, the MJF deal. Where do we go from here? This has got to be like Austin McMahon 2.0, right? Like that has to be Tony where this is going. Tony doesn't get on TV. He he came out with Martha at the pay per view for a second. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he comes out sometimes. And, yeah, but not on the microphone. He's not a character. Right. He comes out as Tony Khan to, you know, hugs and show checks and whatnot, but he's not going to come out and argue with someone on the microphone. Right. You know what I mean? He's not, he's not Mr. McMahon. He's not uh, authority figure number two. You know what I mean? So this kind of, I don't know, man. This kind of. I'm, I can't answer what's going to happen with NJF. I'm waiting just like you. I'm not even going to make a prediction. I can't tell you. All right. We'll let it not play gonna, out. I don't no, know. I, I, I really can't say I have an answer to that either. I'll make a prediction for I'll make a prediction for anything else except okay. for NJF. All right. Well, my, my original point was they're keeping, they found a way to ease MJF out. But keep it going with Sterling. So now Sterling can just kind of be the guy that feeds dudes to Wardlow, kind of. Is Maybe Spears is next for Wardlow. Possible. I mean, he wasn't there tonight, but, I mean, that's still left over. That's possible. MJF is obviously doing something totally different than, say, Pinnacle. Uh, he's in his own. This is something totally different. So, yeah. uh so that leaves Spears kind of off on the side, and he's still got unfinished business with Wardlow, you know? That'd Maybe give him, that's... That'd give him something to do. Yeah. 
Because, yeah, I don't really know what else you do with him at this point. You know, you kind of just have to move him away and, and hope for the best. Yeah. Um, but they could lead to that, of course, or it could just be kind of a throwaway TV match and they move Wardlow on to something else. Really, either thing could happen. Yeah. Um, uh, then we get Scorpio Sky backstage promo, Dante Martin. That sets up their match for Rampage on Friday. Uh, that should be awesome. That's funny that I Dante wish I... grabbed his hand while he was trying to turn off the lights. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. he C blocked him. Yeah, on his gimmick. Uh, yeah, that, it should be a great match. I wish I knew what time Rampage was on. Maybe I'll set the DVR for it and just hope it records because they keep changing the time of the damn thing. But uh, what are you going to do? Next up, we had an awesome tag team match. Dude, this this was probably my favorite match of the night. Yeah, take uh, that, Becky Lynch. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter, Ruby Soho, Tony Storm. So much cool stuff happened. Uh, Vito, take us through this one, and I'll kind of add some okay. flavor to it. Dude, at the end, Tony but... Storm did a rope change after a drop down. Have you seen that before? Yeah, wasn't that sick? Have you ever seen that before? I've never even seen that before. Britt Baker a... does a drop down, and she runs off the other side. Britt Baker looks up, boom, takes the drop kick right in the old choppers. There's a couple spots that I can't Man. say that I've seen before. A couple of things they did to the outside, uh, uh, too. I was just brutal. about to say that. Yeah. Uh, Ruby, top rope, Jamie Hayter on the outside. Ruby dives. Jamie Hader supposed to catch her in a crossbody. She did not catch her. <laughs> she took that. Jamie Hader took that whole thing. They splashed straight to the ground. Yeah. She she looked like she caught her, but that whole momentum went straight to the ground. Oh yeah. No, her head. It was it was, it was great looking spot. And it was so fast. You're not supposed to see that that fast. That's why it was so weird looking. Right. But no, she she did not catch her. <laughs> yeah. Well, for a fact, either way. It looked awesome. It, was, it looked like neither of them got hurt, but it, it, it was great. These girls worked their ass off. Yeah. That's the thing, though. It was... Uh, when I say she didn't catch her, it's like she didn't... It looked like she was supposed to catch her in like the crossbody form. Right. Ruby hit her on target and everything. And it's like, it's like Jamie Hader's body collapsed right. underneath Ruby. Oh man. It was, it was so good. Yeah. It was a more realistic impact. Yes. It looked brutal, yes. but more realistic. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. No, they did all kinds of great stuff here. And like I said, this is my favorite match of the night. Really stiff. Super stiff, like kicks and stuff like that. Um, yeah, no. And then we get a surprise finish. Yeah, the finish was cool, too. I enjoyed the finish. It was, uh, it was like, um, it's kind of weird because <clears throat> Jamie Hader almost hit. Britt Baker on the ropes, but that's the way Britt made it look. But right. they weren't like really gonna collide the way they were going. I was like, wait a minute, you guys. I mean, it was close, but it's like it wasn't gonna work out. Right. She's like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But yeah, then you're right. It was like two reversals and a weird looking Sister Abigail looking thing. It was, uh, it was a little bit of like miscommunication was just kind of the whole thought. Yeah. I think was, you know, which is simple enough. Yeah. And it, it wasn't, still was good. Even if it was a little rough, it really, it didn't ruin how, how much I enjoyed the match at that point. No. You know, it was like, no, it was still fine. Um, yeah, no, I think, gosh, it's a shame that they don't have 
uh, girl tag titles. Maybe they don't need those, but I think especially these two teams, I would love to see do more stuff. I mean, I think... Uh, Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker are going to split up soon. Ooh, okay. I, I, it's, it's strange to me that they still are together now. I mean, I think... Uh, I mean, it should be less than a month before they're split up. Like, they started pre-building it, that, but kind of cooled off on it. Yeah, 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 it's one of those things, which I think they're going to just do it because they cooled off on it. I think it's just going to be one of those type things where it's just going to pop out of nowhere. Okay. All right. Well, that's fair. Yeah, so Ruby hits the finish on, uh, what's it? would they say the name of that was? Destination Unknown? The Destination or, Unknown, yeah. yeah. Just yeah, taking, it, taking cool. it from the song. Like a good, sharp Sister Abigail. Absolutely. No, and, uh, you know, I was surprised that, that Ruby got the win here. But, you know, like you said, maybe that plays back into the whole, the split yep. um, between between Britt and Hater. But they did get their heat back at the end. Yes. Hater came in with the Owen Hart cut belt. And uh, clocked them both out, and and the heels, even though they lost, they ended up standing tall. Yeah, which and is Britt Baker came in and got her belt from Jamie Hader. Didn't have the type of look I thought she'd have from taking the belt from her, right? But still had a little bit of a look. That's my title. Not much. Not yeah, not much of a look, but still a glimmer of a look. It's my title, ho. Yeah, it's yeah. My title. <laughs> Oh, Give me back man. my baby. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Then we get the main event, right? Unless I'm missing something. We roll nope. into the main event. Main event time, baby. Daniel Garcia, John Moxley. Uh, Mox bleeds into this, like, you know, a couple minutes into the match, and we get a, a nice stiff fest here as well. Moxley is the best bleeder. Do you he loves the bleed. Do you think that they should go? I don't know. I was kind of thinking that maybe they should do the wild thing, new Jack deal, like full time. Like, I don't know if that's too gimmicky for Mox. He would probably never go for it. But they should do the, they should do Just the. Every hit. one of his matches. Yeah. Kick ass <laughs> to a soundtrack. You know what I mean? I think we need more of that in wrestling. I think they just need to they just need to do it. He needs to be that guy. I don't know. Um So uh at the beginning of this match, they announced <laughs> that Blood and Guts is gonna be June 29th. On a dynamite episode. Right? Yeah. Well they did they said dynamite later, but uh, um I found that out later on. But it kind of threw me off because June 29th is only three days after uh, Forbidden Door. Hmm. So I was like, man, that's really quick to do that. But you're right. It is on a dynamite, which makes it even cooler. A blood and guts uh, dynamite. You know what that sounds like to me, bro? And I don't know. It could sounds be like we here. get to review a blood and guts match. Well, absolutely <laughs> that. But if they're going to do that three days after Forbidden Door... That makes me think that they're building to that and that all 10 of those guys are off the show. No, that can't be. You can't not have Danielson on the show. I mean, everyone else. Moxley. Definitely Moxley, too. Everyone else is kind of up for debate. You know, Jericho, I guess, too. Right, but like, hmm, I wonder if they. Well, they're they're not gonna have like death matches or something. Right. I mean, maybe they just have. Yeah, yeah. I guess that'll still make sense. Yeah, they can still do it. You know, and just. Not... A, I mean, if it was the other way around, I don't think so. I don't think they could have a blood and guts match on right. on Sunday and then go have uh, a New Japan match on Wednesday and then follow up with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mox gets the win. um, And, uh, you know, we had Regal and Jericho on commentary, of course. They were great. Regal was in a crazy, weird, good mood, wasn't he? 
He was spouting stuff off. Dave Taylor was in the audience. Macaulay Culkin was in the audience. It was a weird situation. Squire Dave Taylor. Yeah. Man, that's a name. Uh, Going back. That slam on the stairs. Did you see that? That was ugly. Brutality. Yeah. This match was the I love best. Moxley, man. Right. They just took the aggression and the intensity up like a step further from the from the girls, threw a little bit of blood in there. Uh, that's how you top off a show. Garcia tried doing Moxley's elbows. Did you see that? Oh, he, gosh. It, it, it looks so weird. Yeah. His little chicken arms trying to do it. I was like, stop doing that. You know, Garcia but, looked like he was, like, selling when he first came out, didn't he? Wasn't he kind of still selling injuries from from uh, Anarchy in the arena? He looked like he was kind of like he was kind of hobbling a little bit. One thing I can say is I saw an actual good sharpshooter. See? So there's still hope. Finally, someone put on a decent sharpshooter. So. <laughs> but the Bulldog Choke wins. After a sweet uh, paradigm shift. Well, it really couldn't have ended any other way. Um, but yeah, Mox gets the big win, and this stuff continues, and we have... Uh, we have oh, a- and Mox said he was down for the blood and guts, too. Well, we've already accepted, Mox. I'm glad you're... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Your homies accepted the challenge for you, but there you go. Oh, yeah, and then we got, uh, uh, they they did some extracurricular stuff. Uh, Kingston got his hands on Jericho for a bit, right? He was beating up somebody outside. Uh, I, was, I was trying to oh, get yeah, the pod yeah. ready. It's always... Yeah, Jericho, Jericho came out and uh, tried to distract him, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Kingston came out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was all that. There's always, I was so distracted by Moxley, and God, he really is so good. There's bits and pieces of the of the end that get uh, that get lost on me because you know just trying to get everything ready to to send you the call and all that. But regardless, awesome episode of Dynamite. Go and watch it. Watch the whole damn thing. Vito, yeah. what are you rating this thing? Man. You know, I was thinking all the way through it, knowing that you were going to ask me this question at the end of it. I was like, man, can I really give this thing five stars? I mean, five stars is a perfect is a perfect thing. I mean, so I'm going to give it 4.75 stars just because uh, the scissor crew was on there, so they – and they lose a quarter of a star. Okay. <laughs> For the scissor crew. Uh, well, Vito, you know. And, and the Joe's shoulder thing. I don't understand what's going on with that. They're going to have to get me more into that Joe's shoulder, Sanjay just, Dutt thing. It's just weird because it seems like that's, that that's going to be like Ring of Honor stuff, but it's still like it's taken up like you know, quite a bit, I don't know, not a lot of time on AEW TV yeah. every week, but it's just to- kind of weird. Tony's committed to pushing this ROH thing. So, yeah, which is great. And I hope that they finally yeah. get some kind of a plan uh, soon. I'm a hundred percent behind, but it's weird. You know, with the, with the Warner media executives in the house, which is a real thing. Uh, I had heard that, you know, uh, MJF made that comment in the promo about how the higher ups were there. And I, I did hear that as well over the weekend that like there were going to be people checking out the product, you know, that had like, you know, uh, say or whatever in like their whole new business, you know, whoever Warner media, you know, whatever the whole thing is. So. Uh, Vito, you give it 4.75. I'm going to take it just a slightly down from that. Like I said, it's, it's one of the best shows I've watched in a long time. As far as TV goes still with that being said, the main event was great. 
semi-anticlimactic for me, though. Um, so just for that, I'll, I'll put it down to 4.5. Just a step below that's your, yours. That's your best record for AEW Dynamite. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you, <coughs> you could argue anywhere between four and five stars on this show, I would say. But uh, I think it was great. You know, if we had a little bit more high-profile main event, I think it's a five. And the main event was great, don't get me wrong, but it just wasn't, oh, like, yeah. high-profile, you know? It just didn't feel like an important match. It was a good match, but it didn't feel, like, super important, if that makes any yeah. sense. Oh, for sure. So, uh, yeah. But That's it, my buddy, my dude. That was a good night. We rocked and rolled this awesome episode. Like I said, once again, check out this episode. Go on your Hulu or on your uh, whatever. Wherever you get your wrestles. Wherever you get your wrestling. Vito, plug some stuff for us, buddy. Oh, man, Vito TV. Come and watch it. I got a few videos. More videos are coming every Vito, week. Vito TV. You can see Vito on Power Pit Pro Wrestling as well. Yes. Right? Unfortunately, uh, we have not got to talk about this, so this is breaking news to you too, but our show this month has got canceled. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, so we'll discuss that uh, after this. But uh, Oh, okay. So our next show is, uh, I believe it's July 2nd. Okay. So, um, so look forward to that. There's also Power Pit on YouTube. Uh, YouTube and all the other socials. So Power Pit Pro Wrestling, Roseburg, Oregon. Sweet. PWPlanet.com. Vito. That's right. Give me some love. Give me some wolf pack. And we are out. Where of we here. Are here. Oh, there we go. We'll bam, see you bam, next bam. week. Ah!